0: I'm Charlotte. I'm a therapist based in little old New Zealand. Life is too short to walk around feeling crap, so come and join me as we explore how to feel better. Whether feeling better for you is about managing anxiety, improving your relationships, lifting your mood or working out who you are in this world. This is the place where I hope you will find some strategies and insights that will help you feel better. Thanks for joining me. Well, hello and welcome to hmm, I think this is episode six how exciting I just want to say how much I'm loving doing this and um, the feedback that I've received from people has been so kind and amazing and um, yeah for years I've been answering people's questions about mental health emotional issues, parenting stuff, lifestyle stuff, heaps of different topics that people have reached out to me for uh, just, you know, people usually know that a is good at giving some advice and I really like being able to help people in that one-to-one way but it has just amazed me how how fun this has been to do a Q&A style podcast but also just how lovely the feedback has been from people about they've listened to a question that might not necessarily have felt like it was something that was super pressing in their own lives um, but they've learned some things along the way and I just think we're also a little bit curious about what's happening in other people's lives Um, so listening to yeah what's going on other people's dilemmas is uh, also of great interest for us nosy Kiwis. <laughs> so here we go. And also, like, there's some random people listening to uh, to this from Australia and America, I can see from my stats. So there's either people that I know who are traveling or um, just people that I don't know out there on the World Wide Web. So if I don't know you, I'd love for you to connect with me uh, on Instagram. Goings and Comings is my current Instagram handle. Um, or you can find me on Facebook. Um, I really don't like LinkedIn. Why is LinkedIn so lame? Uh, I know that I'm meant to like LinkedIn but I just don't so you can find me there and expect not much to be going on. Anyway that is enough of a ramble. I know that there are lots of people who are excited about this topic because I shared that someone had asked this question uh, and then there were heaps of people liking it. So I know that there are others who are waiting for this answer too, so let's crack into it. The question is, I struggle with boundaries. I hate disappointing people and feel like they're going to reject me. How do I get better at this? There are lots of ways to answer this question, so I'm going to go into a handful of kind of perspectives on how, um, on how to approach this issue. You are absolutely on to something that is a very, very common struggle and something that can be game-changing to work out for yourself. One of the things about living your life is that uh, doing the things that you want to do is important. Otherwise you end up living someone else's life according to someone else's values, to their priorities, uh, to their ideas for you. And so actually your boundaries are really important because they protect you in being on the track that you want and need to be on in your life. Uh, You end up living someone else's life if you don't maintain your boundaries and I think that that is a really important perspective to start with. Actually what is at risk here is not just um, you know some of the things that yes we want to be really concerned about like burnout, uh, like uh, you being used and all of those sorts of things but one of the ultimate outcomes is if if you don't keep to your boundaries if you don't even know what your boundaries are, then you can't live your life and you end up living someone else's and that ultimately is going to end up being pretty disappointing for you uh, and um, a waste of your precious time. So something to hold in mind is just that I guess that bigger picture perspective that actually one of the things that our boundaries do for us is keeps us living according to our own values and priorities and interests and that is really important if we are to bring all of who we are to the world. The important thing that you have raised in this question is around the fear of rejection so I want to spend a bit of time talking about that. So uh, rejection is a really really common feeling that people fear And there is a concept that I find really helpful in terms of thinking about these big feelings that we fear. So I'm going to break that down for you. The concept is what we call unbearable feelings. So unbearable feelings... Basically, this concept talks about how there are feelings that none of us like in life, like nobody likes to feel unheard, nobody likes to feel rejected, nobody likes to feel abandoned, nobody likes to feel used, like nobody likes to feel angry, the list goes on. Think of all of the, what you would determine to be perhaps negative emotions, nobody likes any of those things, but for all of us, there are one or two feelings in life are much bigger than just feelings that we don't like. They actually have become unbearable to us. And usually what happens is when we first experience that feeling in our childhood at some point in our kind of early years, we feel that feeling and it is so big and so overwhelming that we kind of make a little vow to ourselves that we're never going to feel that feeling again this is awful, I'm never going to put myself in this position and what we do is we go about often subconsciously avoiding that feeling and then uh, later in life usually that catches up with us in some ways and causes us some pain and we become more aware of it and so feeling like rejection is a really common unbearable feeling and do you know one of the key ways through dealing with our unbearable feelings is actually realizing that that they aren't unbearable, they're just unpleasant. Just like all of the other unpleasant emotions, they're just unpleasant and we can ride the wave of that feeling and come out the other side okay. So if you would think about it in this way, there are other feelings that you don't particularly like, that you don't find pleasant, like perhaps, I don't know, as an example, it might be feeling unheard. But you don't react to feeling unheard in the same way that you do to feeling rejected. Um, that feeling isn't unbearable to you. It's just like, oh, this is not very nice. Now, what we want to do with rejection is downgrade it to the point that it feels just not very nice, like all of the other feelings. And then you don't have to structure your life around avoiding it because you're not avoiding all of those other feelings. And and that's uh, proving to be a good thing in your life. When it comes to rejection though that can feel so ingrained in us and can take some real time and effort to remove that fear that we have of it and you know the only way to remove a fear of a feeling is to feel it, to coach ourselves through that feeling, to do some good emotion regulation and to realize I was actually okay. I didn't die, the world didn't come caving in around me, that feeling was very big but I got through it and basically the more we practice feeling that feeling the more normal it becomes and it is a classic scenario of um, I think about that children's book we're going on a bear hunt, can't go under it, can't go over it, must go through it. The only way to not fear being rejected uh, is to practice being rejected. The only way to uh Get rid of this fear of disappointing other people is to practice disappointing other people and realize that it is okay, that you are okay, that they are okay, that everything is okay and it is all survivable. So I think that you know there there can be consequences other people don't necessarily like it when we disappoint them and let them down for some people their unbearable feeling is feeling disappointed or they might feel rejected by um you holding up your boundary but uh, in life we've got to play our side of the court and we've got to do what is right for us otherwise we end up living other people's lives and that is not a good idea so um for you the focus needs to be on finding ways to redefine disappointing others and fearing rejection by actually knowing that you're going to have to get through these feelings. And that might include um, seeking some support from family and friends while you coach yourself through some scenarios. That's not like uh, initially I say to people, I just want you to practice this some of the time. So you don't have to go out and, uh, you know, hold up um, crazy strong boundaries all the time and disappoint people on every single thing where you feel like, uh, you know, no, I don't want to do that or, you know, face that fear of rejection in every single scenario. Just start choosing some scenarios that feel safe, like hey this is actually with my lifelong friend that I'm trying to hold this boundary and even though I'm scared that I'm going to disappoint them and they might reject me, the chances here are that I'm safe. So this is a good opportunity for me to practice what it feels like to hold a boundary, to risk that disappointment and rejection, to coach myself through it and know that ultimately our friendship survives. So um, picking those scenarios where you can practice disappointing people, practice that moment of fearing the rejection and getting through it and having that worry but being able to coach yourself is really important. Knowing what you can do to emotionally regulate yourself is um, very significant in that journey. So how to soothe your emotions, how to look after yourself, how to do things that actually um you know allow you to ride the wave of that feeling is uh, uh, there are some really important skills so sometimes one of the things that's missing for people is around emotion regulation skills that's a whole nother episode I'm really happy to do that so feel free to ask if you want some um, tips and tricks around emotion regulation but essentially you need to practice disappointing others fearing that rejection holding the boundaries and knowing that it is okay. Now one of the things that you can do uh, if you are getting used to setting boundaries is to think about is there someone in your life who is actually good at doing this and good at doing this in a way that you admire. So someone who knows what they want, knows what they don't want to do, um, has a, a, a kind of sense of where they want to draw the lines and the boundaries and they do that in a way that is gracious, that is kind, that isn't aggressive towards other people but is firmly kind of standing in their own space. If you know anyone who is good at that, or even better than you, um, a little step ahead of you, it is a really good idea to hold them in mind when you are practicing holding boundaries and and risking disappointing another person. Because essentially what you can do is kind of like channel them. um, What would they do? What would they say? How would they approach this situation? So if you've got any examples in your relational world around you of people who are good at this, it's a great idea to hold them in mind and to think about what they might do and say and to fake it till you make it, to practice um, putting yourself in the mode of what they might do or say and that's a good way for you to get used to um, you know, well, I'm just going to pretend to be Susie here, or I'm just going to pretend to be whoever it is. I had to say Susie, because as far as, I'm, as, far as I know, I don't have a friend called Susie, um, or at least not a super, super close one. So yeah, anyway, Susie had to be my exemplar person in that situation. So think about how you can channel uh, someone else who is good at this, who doesn't have that same fear of disappointing others or rejecting people, or has worked their way through that, and is a bit of a step ahead. Um, of you. One of the other things that I think is kind of fundamental and actually a couple of steps back is do you even know what you want? Now for people who have struggled with boundaries um, and not had them for a very long time and struggled with fearing, disappointing other people, or rejecting them, it is something that I see all the time in the counseling room that actually they don't even know what they want anymore they don't even know where they want to hold those boundaries and so boundaries are a great idea but like first of all we've got to work out what they are and one of the things that I would really encourage you to do is actually spend some time thinking about what is it that you want to change what is it that you want to tweak in your life where is it that you might like to move some boundaries. And so actually sitting down when you're not in a scenario where that boundary is going to be tested, when you're not in a kind of moment of um, some kind of conflict on that or having to process that, just sit down quietly yourself and consider what is it that I'd like to change? Where is it that I would like to hold some different boundaries? So for example, that might be around um, learning to say no to people's requests of me or learning to negotiate for what I need in order to be able to fulfill their request. Um, So that might be you know say for example uh, not taking things on in a work context that then place you under unreasonable pressure. So being able to Talk to your boss about where something can fit in in your world, or the resource that you need to be able to get that done, or um, how they could support you with that, or something that you need to make that easier. Whatever that kind of looks like. So think about what is it that you want to change, and are there actually is there actually a gap around negotiation skills? Because that's the other skill thing that I find is often missing for people around boundaries is that it is all very well and good to say you should have boundaries but if you don't have some negotiation skills to go with that then boundaries are actually really hard to hold so for example it might even be about a social setting um hey actually I would really like to I'd really like to see you but I'm feeling really tired at the moment and I know that what I need is some time to myself I'm just wondering, would it actually be okay if we had some quality time together in another week or so when I've had a chance to recharge my batteries a bit because I really want to enjoy this time together. So learning like how to counter proposition someone and thinking about those negotiation skills is often quite important in the process. So do you actually know what you want to change? Do you know what boundaries you are wanting to hold in different places? And then thinking about the negotiation skills that you might need. One of the things that becomes really challenging with boundaries is we often have to hold them in the moment and we are in kind of a pressure point scenario where we have to like hold up the boundary all of a sudden. So something that can be really helpful is thinking about your lines that you are going to use, the things that you might say to help you hold that boundary. So uh, it might be something like, oh, that sounds really important. Can I take some time to think about that? Or, um, you know, thanks for asking me about that. Uh, I just need to get my head around that a little bit first and how that's going to fit into my world. Um, can I come back to you later today about about my answer on that or you know thanks for the request on that, um, let me have some time to think about it. So a really key thing actually is buying yourself some time. So often we think we have to say yes in the moment to something Um, and we actually don't. So being able to buy yourself some time to respond is really key when you're learning to hold boundaries in a different way and when you're practicing what your pushbacks sound like. So I really love the saying your boundaries are only as good as your pushbacks. So um, pushbacks is basically the art of being able to um, push back on someone when they are approaching your boundary. So when they are coming close to um, some to a line that you don't want them to cross. So being able to say something to another person that essentially how I think about it is it electrifies the fence. It kind of goes there's actually um, there's actually a boundary here and you need to be aware of it. And it's that moment where we go like actually no I'm not sure that's okay for me or I'm not 100% sure I want to do that or um, I'm going to need to come back to you about how that might work. Uh, that kind of moment where we hold, uh, hold up our boundary to someone and verbalize that is what we call a pushback. And so thinking about your pushbacks, your lines that might buy you some time is a really good idea. So coming up with... What is it that might um, that might actually help me to, to say in the moment? What are the golden lines that I can hold on to? And even putting those on your phone, putting those on a little card on your desk, um, thinking in advance about what they might be. If you have requests that are made of you over like text or um, email, like putting your pushbacks or your lines around buying yourself some time, in places where you can cut and paste them and use them or like pull them up to reflect on them when you're responding to something I think is really important. So building in some time to respond, thinking about your pushbacks, thinking about what it is that you actually want to change. Um, Now I've kind of made some assumptions about what kinds of boundaries you might be referring to through the nature of what you've also asked in your question about not wanting to disappoint people and fearing their rejection. So um, it may be actually for some people boundaries are about uh, other things in their world so it might be about holding physical boundaries, it might be about protecting their energy, it might be about just something else. So whenever it comes to boundaries one of the key questions is what do I actually want here and in getting used to not fearing, disappointing others we actually have to pause and ask ourselves what it is that we want. And a great question to help us be really true to ourselves in that is what would I do or say here if it had no relational consequences? So if I knew that that other person wasn't going to feel disappointed, if I knew that our relationship was on solid ground and I wasn't going to end up feeling rejected or actually that rejection was just going to be momentary and we would bounce back from that, what would I do? So if this had no negative effect, if this was totally a no deal for the other person, then what is it that that I would want to do? So often when you ask that question about what would you do if there were no consequences, what would you decide Um, what would you change in your life if no one was disappointed in you and you had like basically a free pass that told you you can make any changes to what your life looks like and no one is going to feel disappointed Um, you're not going to be at risk of rejection that's a really great question to ask to access what it is that you might want to change Um, but unfortunately the ultimate answer is that might lead you to thinking about what you want to change But ultimately it is going to be a case of practicing disappointing other people and practicing what that what that looks and feels like and getting used to it and knowing that you're okay through that process. It's a really big deal and it's often healing some really profound things in our life, but it also can be work. On an emotional level that has lots of impact um, and lots of impact that goes beyond the one area of our life where we apply this. The other thing that can often be quite motivating for people in getting through big emotional issues like this um, is if you are a parent or if you have other people watching you in your life which most of us do in some way shape or form, think about um, what I want my children to have this issue. Uh, now that is quite a confronting question. Do I want my children to fear rejection? Do I want my children to be people pleasers who always say yes to other people? Well, actually, if you want them to learn something different, or if you want you know any of the people who look up to you, your friends, other members of your family, colleagues, if you if you want to model this people pleasing thing, this go along with what other people want this um, you know rejection matters so much and is so crucial that you just have to do whatever other people want in your life um, then then not fixing this becomes a great way to, uh, to make other people have the same <laughs> issues that you have. If you're wanting to break the cycle on this you actually have to model something different. So I don't mind when um, you know when I get to model to my kids. We're actually going to leave this now because our family have had enough. Like this is, I know that, you know, actually we need to just spend a little bit of time here today because we need to have some chill time at home. Or we're going to say no to that person who's just asked us to go and do something because actually it's really important to us to get um, well organized for the week ahead and we can see those people next weekend Um, or we can say no to someone visiting us or whatever that looks like. Gosh I'm sounding like we're antisocial and we're totally not Um, but it is just about actually everything is negotiable and if you can start treating things as a request then that models to those people around you who are watching you that no is an option that is available to you and a counter proposition um, is actually something that they can do too. But particularly, children have to see us using those skills um, to uh, to be able to have any hope of knowing what to do in this space. Now, people would often say that I'm a really good negotiator, that I am good at... Um, knowing what it is that I want and you know doing that kind of counter proposition thing and do you know what that has totally come from this very scenario that you're talking about where for me rejection was a huge issue in my life disappointing other people was absolutely uncomfortable unbearable for me and so my skills in this space have been hard fought for hard earned Um, when I look back on my teenage years and particularly my early 20s I was an absolute chronic people pleaser because of this fear of rejection that I had and so where I have come to in terms of boundaries, negotiation skills, counter propositions, knowing what I want has been through this very journey. So I hope that that gives you some hope that I'm not just like really good at this or really determined or um, totally know, you know, knew naturally how to do all of these things. It is the absolute opposite. I've worked really hard for these skills. They certainly didn't come naturally to me. I was the ultimate, um, do whatever anybody asked kind of person. And do you know what? Even the other day I was um I was thinking back to something that I said yes to in my early 20s that kind of had a little bit of a played a little bit of a defining role for a period of time in my life that you know took um uh took my life down a particular path. And I look back and think, what on earth was I doing there and how did I end up in that situation? Like what was going on for me that made me so unaware of who I was and what I wanted that I ended up buying that, (laughs) that thing that someone tried to sell me, um, that, that I went along with like wow and I was doing some reflecting on that and just actually how powerful it is. I think as we get older we realize how much of our lives and our choices and our time and energy we can lose to going along with what other people want for us. And we actually need to have our own dreams and vision for our life and how we want to feel in our lives really clear if we're going to be able to hold those boundaries. The other little thing that I think is quite important is um, a reframe around the word no. So in reality, this is how I see it, and I often talk to clients about this, um, I say there is no such thing as no, there is only yes. There is, in fact, only what you give your yes to. So yes, technically, you might say no <laughs> to people like, no, that doesn't suit me or no, I actually don't want to do that or no, I've got other ideas and mm-hmm. um, you might, you might be saying the word no, but actually what you are doing is saying yes to the things that you have decided to say yes to. So when I say no to picking up a, a responsibility, when I say no to, um, you know, for example, I get asked to speak in lots of different contexts and I'm quite limited in what I say um, yes to on that front because I really value being home with my children in the evenings. I really value being able to debrief their school days with them, to help them at the end of the day, um, for them to have a really nice settled routine in the evening. It absolutely doesn't go like that all of the time. But I that time is really precious for me. And often when people are asking me to go out um, and do a speaking engagement, that takes over the evening. And so for me I am quite limited in what I say yes to, I'm quite limited on, um, I often don't give people much choice in the dates that I am available so I will be kind of spreading commitments out that take me away from evenings with my family. Um, So that ability to say no is actually grounded in what I'm saying yes to. So I've actually decided what is important to me and I'm ultimately saying yes to that. And while I technically might be having to give someone my no, actually this is all about yes. And this is all about what you are saying yes to. Sometimes if you've had a lifetime of people pleasing and you're fearing disappointing people, you actually need to use that bit of reverse psychology on yourself of um yes I'm it might feel really disappointing for me to say no to this thing but ultimately there are people who are going to get disappointed if I say yes to it i.e my kids will be disappointed on the night when I am walking out the door they will likely be saying like mum I wanted a story or whatever it is and I know that that's quite a tangible um you know, obvious example but the likely scenario is that there are other people who will end up disappointed um, if you don't disappoint this one person. So sometimes you need to do a little bit of reverse psychology on yourself in that situation but certainly reframing things so that you can consider what it is that you're giving your yes to can be a helpful way around learning to say no. So I've talked about lots of things in this episode. Uh, I've talked about unbearable feelings, the need to practice with our unbearable feeling, to practice saying no. I've talked about the importance of uh, stepping back and considering what it is that you want to change, where it is you want to hold those boundaries, pushbacks, building in time to respond, reframing things so that you can consider everything is actually a yes. Yes and mirroring so copying someone who is good at boundaries who is comfortable with disappointing other people and who doesn't fear other people rejecting them or at least on the surface and their skills that is what it looks like there is certainly value in copying those people so there are a whole lot of uh, perspectives in that answer and actually uh, particularly because this one has been asked anonymously Um, I would love to uh, to hear if there are other questions that drop out of this for people if there is anything I say along the way in an episode like um, tonight I'm aware I touched on emotion regulation and there might be people who are kind of going actually would like to break that down in some more detail, give me the episode on that. If you hear anything along the way that I talk about in an episode and you want me to deep dive on any element of an answer that I've given, I would love to do that. But this uh, this whole kind of model of the Q&A thing is about answering your questions and what's important to you and I want to be of service to you in this. So if there are things that I say along the way in an episode that you want more content on, please let me know and I will happily oblige um so there we go there's another episode done thank you to this person with this question I really want to say um I totally have a great deal of empathy because this was me at a certain point in time in my life and you can do this and you can live a life without this fear of rejection without this fear of disappointing other people and you will just not know yourself on the other side of this This is a really empowered way to live, to know what it is that you want, to be on your own path, to protect your own time and energy, um, to be able to make decisions for yourself, to not feel controlled by others. These are all really important things and um, we are precious individuals in this life and it's important that we live our lives and not other people's. So I just know that there is... um, absolutely the uh the possibility that you work through this in a way that is really healing and really beautiful for you and I really hope that um this answer has given you some tips that help you along that path you absolutely can do this you absolutely can be can get better at this and I wish you very well on your journey Thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love to connect, so feel free to find me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe so you can see when the next podcast episode is out. See you next time.